0: Your state, your team, your show. This is Sports Nightly. Adrian
1: gets the snap, holds it, looks, sets, throws, pass caught, Wandao, first down, It's on it the 20, 15, shoots a
0: defender, 10, 5, touchdown, Nebraska, Dale Robinson's first touchdown as a Cornhusker. Now, let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Ben McLaughlin.
1: Thank you and welcome to our Wednesday edition of Sports Nightly here on the Husker Sports Network. Hope you had a good day today. This has been the first really hot week, right, of the summer months. I mean, by 10 o'clock, it's already like 80 degrees outside. This is not the week to go out and mow your yard in the afternoon. So, Ben, that's just a little bit of friendly advice to all the folks out there. You might want to try to mow earlier in
2: the morning or later you know, when the sun goes down a little bit and you get some shade. So we've got a list of things that we're trying to do before this time next week and I'm trying to mow twice more before that day and so <laughs> in order to do that it makes sense to mow. I was going to mow yesterday but I I didn't get to it and so it had to be today if it makes sense to mow again on Sunday because of all the rain we been getting now we haven't been getting much rain so it might not be needing to mow plan to mow twice a week. And I looked at the forecast Sunday. It's supposed to be even hotter Sunday. But it's like one of those days where you, you, you know, dang well what you're getting into. And so, like, you almost gotta like psych yourself up before you go out there. You get all prepared. Uh, we've got these big like water jug things that we have to to water our plants. They watered me today. I filled one of those babies up full of ice and water and just, like, had my headphones in, blaring music, just to, just to psychologically get ready to take on the heat. And uh, and I did it. I got done, and it, it was not enviable. It, it, it's been hot, and, and,
1: you know, we're not used to it because we haven't had this heat for... Nine months I mean mm-hmm. eight months it's been a long time since we've had an extended period which is what we've had this week so if you if your job entails you being outside you gotta you gotta hydrate I mean because you're you're not used to having to do that during the day if you're a roofer or you're working construction or if you're working, uh, landscaping those type of things i mean it, you, this is this can get serious it's been warm enough this week to get serious like that i just had a kid bedlam but i knew that he went out and mowed in the heat of the yeah. day
2: today uh, at least you probably lost some some pounds oh yeah shed shed some of my weight for sure my my wife was inside and uh she hadn't been outside all day and so i come in and I, I'm not a I'm not a shirt off outside type guy, but I lo- had already sweated through my entire shirt. So I'm like, OK, well, this is doing no good. And I kept getting sweat in my eyes. So I took my shirt off with like before I weeded. it, so I, I only was out there without my shirt on for like maybe five minutes. And she looked at me out there. She's like, "Is it really that hot out?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is." If you sweat through the bill of your hat, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, Greg, if you do that, where you like every once in a while you'll take off your hat. At this point, it's like almost a contest to see how fast you can do it. Right? Sweat through the whole thing. Didn't take long today to get through that, baby.
1: Well, our daily PSA: take care of yourself if you're outside for an extended period of time. It, it, it's a great time of year for for pools. Unfortunately, most public pools aren't open. Right now, maybe I think some are, are going to open in the middle of the month, but this kids are missing out on a great week to be splashing around the pool. It is being hot out there today. I want to start tonight with one of the items that Josh had in the ticker, and that's about Major League Baseball. Uh, it, it, looks, it looks bleak for a season to be had this summer. The, the latest proposals, the owners approved a plan of just playing a 50-game regular season and getting the playoffs in. There's a lot of TV money attached to the playoffs with their tel- national television partners. Uh, so that, that's really important to the owners to get the playoffs in. The players came back and said, we, we want to play as much of a season as we can to get as much of our income as possible. We're willing to put together a 114-game schedule, but that would push the playoffs back into November. And as Josh said in the ticker, the owners are going. Nah, we're not really interested in having November, late November playoff baseball, particularly if you ha- in a market like Minnesota, which could be a playoff type team. Uh, the Cubs would be the Yankees, the Red Sox, any of those up in the Northeast who don't have an indoor stadium, and so that the, the owner said, "No, we, we have no interest in doing a 114 game schedule that would push the regular season well into the fall and try to jam it in there." And there's been no back and forth since that. It's just like rejection were done where two weeks ago I felt like ah there's too much at stake for them not to come up with something to get playing
2: and now it just looks like we may have a complete summer without MLB. Pretty crazy to think about and you know you thought after 94 that that wasn't ever going to be the case again where the owners and the players would be so far apart to where they can't come up to an agreement Um, and the the bummer about this Greg is they've had a significant amount of time to come up with a plan that would work from both sides and they've even had back and forth to understand try and understand I should say uh, where the other side is coming from unfortunately I feel like they're just twisting their flag deeper and deeper into the ground and uh, you know refusing to bend on certain things and um, when, when you've got you know, a powerful voice and the, the players union. And then obviously the owners have a big time voice in this. It, it based on what we're hearing, it's, it's, it's almost like they've thrown their hands up in the air and they refuse to budge anymore. I would be utterly shocked at this point yesterday. We kind of threw out percentages at about 30%. I'm at about five right now, five yep. to five to 10. I, I am not optimistic at all that we're going to have baseball, which is, it's unbelievable to me that we're going to have a July 4th. We're going to have, um, you know, we've already had Memorial day. We're going to have these big, um, days, you know, we're not going to have the all-star break around, around my birthday. It's, uh, all the things that we know and, and, uh, and I've expected to come from baseball are going to be gone. And that's really, really weird. And, uh, and frustrating to be honest. It's, it's also a sport that,
1: Heck, it's being played in Korea, right? I mean, if you drive by youth fields right now, practices are going on in our state of Nebraska. They can't play games yet. That's a few weeks away, but they're out practicing. You can play baseball and not be around people for the most part. Batter and catcher would be an exception, and if you're a runner at first base and the first baseman would be really the other one. Other times, you're really not near anybody playing baseball. So... Uh, it's not as much a health thing as what's going to football is certainly going to be and, and basketball and, and and really for that matter the NHL where they're skating up against each other at, at high rates of speed as well it's frustrating. and It's that old adage, Ben, it's kind of the billionaires against the millionaires in this thing. And right now, I don't see a compromise coming, and the clock is ticking. And I, I if they can't get something going by the very first part of July, I, I think it is probably see you later. And we've had callers to the show who've called multiple times to remind us, guys, if baseball blows this they might just be done as a professional sport that anybody's going to care about anymore. I'm not that extreme. I think fans are forgiving and they get over it and come back,
2: but this is not going to help the the whole thing of MLB. Definitely not. And, you know, I don't know what it's going to take for the two bodies to get on the same page. And, and you hope by, by next year there isn't any agreements that have to be made. It's just business as usual. Um, but at this point, this late in the year, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it being done. I mean, I, I can't see a scenario, Greg, to where they can even mobilize by when the All-Star break would be and have any substor- substantial regular season to decide who gets the playoffs. Um, it wouldn't make a ton of sense. So I just – I don't see it happening, and I think baseball fans that have just been waiting for news to to come in about this – uh, we need to just accept the fact that we're not going to have it this year and you're going to be stuck watching SNBL until football starts. That, that, that's just a gut
1: punch to hear you say that. And I'm not disagreeing as I, I do agree. I think we're in deep trouble with that sport. And, and hey, you and I are guys that love the sport. We love the sport of baseball. I know a lot of fans don't. A lot of fans, it's one of their least favorite sports. They're more football basketball guys. That's great. That's fine. We do have a runs of Twitter poll that we have posted. Josh had this up just a couple of minutes ago. Which professional sport do you want to come back the most right now? MLB, M- NBA, NFL, NHL. The NFL is rolling, but actually, MLB in second with 135 votes cast on the first seven minutes of this has been up at 35%. NFL's at 52%. NBA and NHL way back. It's another thing. You and I probably for this area of the country. We probably like the NBA more than a lot of people do around here as well. But um, it's just – it's devastating to me that you have all these people who have so much to gain and yet so much to lose, can't get something figured out. And they've had months to do this. I mean, the the the, the shutdown of this whole thing, spring training's got shut down in the middle of March. They've had two and a half months to try to put a plan in place to get this thing rolling and for them to fail on that is an epic fail by all the leadership and, and everybody. I'm not, I'm not going to take sides, whether I'm on the owner side or the player side. They're both at fault in this thing, and it's too bad, and the fans are going to suffer for it. I do think we'll see the NHL back in about a month. The NBA is targeting the end of July, pushing their finals, Ben, into mid-October. That's where the NBA finals will be. It'll be interesting to see how they hold up if we get college football and the NFL going. How will the, how will the NBA playoff ratings do we if football is
2: full go in the fall i think it. i don't know how well it will do yeah i mean if you're competing with football it's going to be hard but i think i think anything you know at this point i mean korean korean baseball for crying out loud has been uh been a big a big thing for people but just anything with a score i think people are going to take in as much of it as they can uh, and just embrace it and love it but yeah, I mean, when you're competing, if, if it comes down to a choice of watching one or the other, people are going to watch football. It's just it's it's what it is. People are, are going to choose football over it. I mean, if you have a good Sunday night football matchup in the NFL,
1: and you have say game, a game five in the NBA Finals, head to head, I I don't know. I mean, if it's a if it's the Chiefs and somebody
2: Ravens, woo, uh, I know where I'll be. Or Bucks cowboys with Tom Brady in Dallas, or, you know, you could, yeah. you could make up any sort of matchup that would have people's attention in the NFL. It, I know what I would watch. It'll probably do well in the markets that
1: have teams that are in the game. Of course, yeah. But across the board... Yeah. The NFL is going to win out. They just are. All right. Again, you can go vote on our Twitter poll at Husker Sports, our Twitter follow. We have some fun with that. Again, our Twitter poll brought to you by Runza. 866-HUSKER1, 866-487-5371, the number if you want to join us with a comment or question. we got some interesting comments that we're going to get to later in the hour from Lincoln Riley, the head coach at Oklahoma, who's kind of taking an opposite tact of a lot of the other head coaches in the country about getting back and getting their student-athletes back on campus. I don't know if there's some kind of hidden motivation there. Ben and I will discuss that later on in the hour.
3: Welcome to another edition of Husker Huddle, presented by Saff Brothers, where they say, "Welcome, be our guest." Today, our guest is very special: Husker wide receiver, current NFL wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, Demorne Pe- Pearson L. Good How are you doing, my friend? finding yourself I'm doing great man just trying to ready for the sunshine to pop back out here in Nebraska and keep uh, rolling with spring here into summer what about you what have you been up to these days
4: uh been a little busy um you know the XFL um I guess you could say that was just winter with participated in that and then now just training uh staying in shape and you know just going through like these uh virtual um OTAs with with the Raiders and everything so it's been pretty busy
3: yeah, man, let's talk a little bit about that. The XFL was an interesting storyline. I mean, we had Brandon Riley on Husker Huddle here uh, previously. He talked a little bit about what the XFL was like for him and kind of how it was a really fun league. It looked like you guys were having a lot of fun. What was your experience in the XFL?
4: Um, I had a good experience. It was fun. Um, you know what I mean? When you're around a, a group of dudes, kind of like how he had on the team and everything like that, everybody was just doing their job. Um, everybody was having fun. I mean, practices were fun. Um, anytime you could be around dudes that you were in college with, um, I mean, it, it just, it's, it was enjoyable. I mean, we got to learn a little bit um, from Oz Hakeem. You know, he, he played with the greatest show on turf. Uh, so learning from him, especially from a returner standpoint and just, you know, kind of picking his brain on certain things and everything, it, it was all cool. Like, I enjoy myself. I love my experience. Uh, our head coach, uh, Coach Hayes, he was an awesome dude. Um he was real fun, he got after us. I mean, it was it was real enjoyable.
3: Yeah, man, that was really upsetting to see how that league kind of folded on itself. It seemed like it really had some momentum, some steam going that it could have really continued. But now we're back in the NFL. You're back with the Oakland Raiders here. Let's backtrack a little bit back to 2018 when you went undrafted to the Redskins. And let's talk a little bit about what your NFL career has been like. Kind of walk us through. I mean, we haven't really got a chance to catch up with you since you Mm -hmm. left here at Nebraska. So let's kind of go back a little bit, talk about what your career post-Nebraska has been like.
4: Uh, I mean, it's, it's been a roller coaster, you know, uh, a lot of highs, a few couple of lows, I mean, but I mean, that comes with it. Um, after my last year at uh, Nebraska, you know, I signed uh, under at the free agent, uh, deal with the skins. I was with them for a little while, um, you know, how the business go. A couple of uh, other bodies needed in other positions, so got released there. Um, Then I went to Canada for a little bit. That was kind of a weird situation, but glad, you know, it it had its time and played its part. Um, Then after that, um, I did the AAF, uh, which was, that was, what, 2019, I think.
5: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, Was in Salt Lake City. Um, Was down there with uh, Coach E, Dennis Eckerson, who was a... Long time head coach at uh, Miami. He Actually played Nebraska and everything like that. And we got into it a couple times here and there. He would throw some shots <laughs> um, about that game and everything like that. But I mean, I love Coach G. E. He was um, he was an awesome dude. Um, it, it was cool out there. I mean, you know that served his purpose. Um, I did my thing in that league uh, to my best abilities, um, and, and uh, offered me to do a couple workouts uh, after that season. That kind of folded and everything like that, and then. Uh, I actually had three workouts, and I only did one because I mean, Oakland was my first workout, and I mean, I it was a one-stop shop. Went in, did what I was supposed to do. Um, they signed me then there, and then uh, I think like uh, three or four weeks later, got released after the draft, and they brought me back in uh, like three weeks after that. Um, then they brought me in a, uh, training camp, killed it in training camp. Um, you know what happened with that? I mean, decisions and people, personnel, above or whatever. Grade. Exactly. So, I mean, I, you know, it wasn't nothing. I mean, I did my part. I did what I was supposed to. Um, I handled every everything I needed to do and everything like that. Um, and it's funny because Mayock actually, uh, Mike Mayock, the GM, he actually told me, like, he would want he would want to bring me back. He just didn't know when. So, I um, mean, that's why I kind of got brought in uh, late in the season. Um, last year, I was on Peace Squad with them. And then they, uh, I told them I kind of wanted to do the AF, I mean, the XFL thing. Killed that and everything like that and then um, came back and, you know, it was still a mutual feeling of, you know, I wanted to be there. They wanted me to have me there. You know, they offered another deal and then here I am.
3: Man, that's a heck of a journey, but I can think that you can talk about it a little bit more. But, I mean, being a journeyman in the NFL is kind of the norm. It's kind of the norm. It's very, very select few that are like, get to one spot, stay there their entire career, and never really have to go anywhere else. So you've got a chance to experience different places. You've got a chance to experience different coaches. What is it about the Raiders that you like so much? Besides the fact that, I mean, obviously they like you. But if you wanted to come back and sign with the Raiders, what's that culture like up there with Gruden now as the head coach?
4: Man, Gruden, Gruden is, is... – he reminds me a lot of Bo, but they're, they're, they're different in their own ways. But as far as passionate, as far as get after you, as far as for the love of football, as far as, um, you know, he's going to get the best and expect the best out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's how kind of Gruden is. Um, and he early, early on, he kind of got after me a little bit. But, I mean, he put me to the side and had a, co- a couple conversations. And I mean, it's just it's just the, the group of guys that are that are in the organization. You know, they're all there to work. There, there wasn't really no you know bad guys really there. Everybody was just you know helping each other out. Um, I mean, and it was good. It was a good culture, good environment. I mean, they're on the right track. Um, they're, they're they're building pieces to to put together. So I mean, it just I mean, I kind of want to be a part of that, and it, it, it's fun. Um, DC is is is, a, is an awesome dude. I mean, um I picked up things from him and everything like that. And you know, he was also with uh, Coach Dub uh, when they were both at Fresno and everything like that. So I mean, it's just small connections that you make throughout the whole locker room and everything like that. I mean, it's just it's just it's awesome being there. So I mean, I got the chance to go back and I jumped on it.
3: Yeah. Well, you guys are making the move to Vegas now. Um, that is going to be. An experience is the best way I think I can describe <laughs> that. What is the team's thoughts on that? I mean, you're in that locker room. What are some of the team's thoughts on this move from Oakland to Vegas?
4: It's kind of bittersweet because, uh, I mean, I, even now, I struggle with saying the Las Vegas Raiders. Like, I still myself even say Oakland Raiders. Um, I mean, you, you have nothing but love for, for the city of Oakland. I mean, uh, I mean that team has been there for a while. The, the city has shown us love. They didn't want us to leave, and you know, because our uh, – uh, stuff that's higher than my pay grade, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever reasons it may be. But um, I mean, the, the team is is ecstatic, especially um, from a taxes standpoint, because oh, um, yes. California, yeah, California is, is no, it wasn't wasn't fun. But um, I mean, teams are team. The team is excited. Everybody's excited about the move. Everybody's excited about you know just getting back out there. Um, it's a new city. It's a new stadium. The, sta- the stadium looks like a Death Star. Um, so anybody that comes in there, I mean, good luck. Um, but I mean, I think everybody is just a, a new energy um, and just everybody is just willing, is just ready to get back to work and just, you know, get back to like playing like the, the old Raiders.
3: Absolutely. Well, as you said, everyone's excited to get back to work. I mean, the Raiders aren't the only team right now that are got um, virtual OTAs going on here. I mean, you've been through mm-hmm. a couple OTAs. You understand what it's like. Compare and contrast a little bit what a normal OTA. I mean, obviously, this is very different, but how have these virtual OTAs have been helpful, detrimental? I mean, kind of what are your thoughts on these virtual OTAs for this season?
4: Um, th- this, this, this year has been different. Um, there are, there, I mean, you would normally have more walkthroughs to go through, you would be out on the field uh, typically. So, I mean, with less time, um, you know, DC, the coaches, have been more vocal, uh, more examples, uh, more activities as far as like getting it from the mental aspect, not necessarily like uh, physically walking through things and everything like that. So I mean, it's been very hands-on with stuff. We've had a lot of uh, tests, quizzes, and everything like that. Um, I've actually been out to Vegas twice. DC, you know, wanted some of the guys to come out there and uh, just go through some things and everything. You know, he invited uh, everybody on the offense to come out there. If you can go out there, you can go. And I think he's. He's done it. Uh, like we we'll probably do something like every two weeks. Um, so you know, it's been funny, You know, that's the kind of part that we kind of got all together to um, go over things and everything like that. So I mean, that was a big help. Um, from it was just a change of pace of just sitting at home, uh, just listening to the same coaches over and over again. You know, you kind of get a get a flood of things. So I mean, it was it was real good. But it's just different. Um, it's a, they're a lot more talkative. They're asking for a lot more feedback um, versus. Um, them like not really caring or just going through the motions necessarily there. I mean, um, last year was either you got it or you didn't. And this mm-hmm. year they're doing a better job of making sure you know exactly what you know you're supposed to be doing.
3: That's awesome. All right, let's 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 switch gears a little bit here. We got to talk a little Husker football, um, obviously. Mm-hmm we got a big year, Scotts Frost, year three, and company coming up. You've been watching from afar now. You've got a chance to put your fan hat on for about two, three years <laughs> now. Um, it's hard to be a fan. It's more frustrating to be a fan, in my opinion. But what are some things that you've seen, you've seen from this receiving core and even some return specialists that we've got here now? And what are some things you're excited for for this 2020 season from this wide receiver group?
4: Um, they get after it. Um... You know, they're, they're, they're a unit, they're, they're together, they play well and everything like that. And, you know, every team has its struggles and has its setbacks and everything like that. It happens. They're a young team. They're still trying to uh, find stuff out. They're still trying to iron out and, uh you know, lay down a new foundation and everything like that. So you have struggles with that. So, I mean, it takes time for that to, to rebuild. I mean, you know, they know it wasn't an easy job. So, I mean, you just kind of got to give them more time. But as far as them playing, I mean, they play fast. They play physical. They play strong. Um, they're not scared. So, I mean, I mean, to to play wide out, especially, and to play in the Big Ten, I mean, you can't be scared. I mean, you know, they, they go out there and give it everything that they have. So, I mean, that's all you can ask um, as, you know, as a fan and everything like that. And it's just, it's just takes in, it's going to take them more experience to just get out there and go through things and understand stuff and adjusting. So, I mean, I think they'll be fine. Um, like you said, it's a big year. Um, I think they'll do great things this year. I mean, it, it, the the younger guys are finally, I think, like in their junior year and everything mm-hmm. like that. So everything should be clicking. Um, I think you'll see a lot more dominant uh, football being played this year because, I mean, the problems, I feel like the problems that they had their first year definitely weren't the problems that they had their second year. So now it's just kind of, you know, putting everything together.
3: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think that we saw some growth, some setback in year two, but year three again is going to be a big year here for the Huskers as they hand into one of my one of the harder schedules in the country. Um, Demorney, we've got mm. Wisconsin, Penn State. I mean, we got a bunch of c- crews next year. What were some of the toughest places that you played um, while you were here in the Big Ten, and some places that you were just excited to play at, but also very tough environments?
4: Uh. Ohio State was a tough environment. Uh, You know, those games really didn't go as well as we we planned and everything like that. Um, It it, it was brutal there, but I mean, playing in the shoe was definitely a a fun game. It it was really, really loud. Um, We played Penn State my senior year. Uh, We kind of got behind the bug a little bit, but I mean, we came back, made it like a one-point game. That was really, really fun. I think Penn State is definitely going to be another, anytime you go Go to Penn State. Uh, I mean, that's that. That was a good mm-hmm. environment. Over 100k fans in the stadium, and it was pouring, raining, and they they still showed up. So I mean, it, it was pretty nice there. Um, outside of the Big Ten, you know, we played at Oregon. Oregon was pretty fun, different experience, but uh, it, it was a hostile environment. Anytime you go to Camp Randall, Camp Randall is probably one of my favorite stadiums to play in. I mean, I mean, it's just you know the, the rivalry between us and them. Um, you know, it's just you can't you can't you can't keep, be upset with that. So I mean, a, a Camp Randall was one, one of my favorite games. I mean, and then uh, anytime you go to Iowa, mm. Iowa's a fun game just because of because of that. I mean, I hate the pink locker room, but I mean. I, it is what it is, but I mean, they're, they're a loud stadium to play in, but I mean, it's, I've had fun times there, so I mean, I can't complain.
3: Absolutely. Well, DeMorne, we thank you so much for joining us here on Husker Huddle presented by Sap Brothers. At Sap Brothers, the top priorities keep guests and teammates safe. Sapp Brothers is offering full service at the pump as our nation relies now more than ever on drivers and farmers to provide essentials to our community. Sap Brothers is committed to serving you. DeMorne, we are excited to watch you as you continue here with the Oakland Raiders. Considered um, excited to watch you have a good year. And we know hopefully you get back for a game. We'll get a chance to catch up with you again soon. Oh, for sure. Anytime. Appreciate you for having awesome. me. Awesome. I appreciate you joining us here. Anytime. Right. See you. Take care of yourself
0: for Famous Dave's Face-Off. go! the
5: Face-Off!
0: Famous Dave's, America's favorite barbecue. Offers award-winning, mouth-watering, house-smoked barbecue for pickup, curbside, or delivery. Order three ways, online at famousdaves.com, through the Famous Dave's app, or call your nearest location in Lincoln, Omaha, or Bellevue. Famous Dave's, locally and veteran-owned.
4: Let's go. Mano a mano. You me, right here. Right now.
0: Now, here are your hosts, Josh Hilkeman and Brett Whitty. Well, here we are for another week, and
6: I just want to say before we get started if you guys bring the same energy to this game as Sean brought to that call, you guys are,
2: it's going to be a battle right, now, right yeah, here. It's a good thing we're in different rooms. Blood might be spilled. We're all wearing red shirts today.
6: Let's go. Really? Yeah, four for four. How about that? Greg, I think we're wearing the same shirt.
2: I think the three of you are. <laughs> yeah, Brett, are you guys wearing the same? Are you all
1: three wearing the this, same shirt? This is embarrassing
6: right no? now.
1: Brett looks like he has a long sleeve thing on. No, you know,
6: it's short sleeve. It's, it's
1: the huh? same thing. Okay. Yeah. I there's got a baseball one on. Embarrassment.
6: Oh, well. Well, uh, to recap where we're at with face-off, Greg, you have a 6-4 lead overall through 10 matchups, including a win last week, 4-2. to So, you have the momentum. You've, you've won three of the last four, so you are playing well right now.
2: I ruined the streak of the 2-2-2 two, two, yeah. two
6: pattern. Yeah. Yeah. You did. That was really disappointing last week. I was Sorry. really sad about that.
1: Bre- Brett was
6: pulling for you. <laughs> He's always pulling for, for Ben, okay. I think. Oh, yeah. Always. Definitely in my corner. <laughs> All right, let's jump into question number one. Who are the three Nebraska baseball players who have been finalists for the Golden Spikes Award? Ben. Greg. Ooh, Ben in first. Alex Gordon. How about Alex Gordon? That is one of the three. Are you going to pass or play?
2: Play it. Okay. Uh, let's go... Shane Comanee. Is
6: Sean, Camp- uh, Sean Comanee on the list?
2: Is not. Let's go... Matt Hopper. How about Matt Hopper? Oh. So oh. It's tough. I don't know how far back the award goes. I will tell you it goes
6: back into the 70s. Oh, okay. Darren Erstad. How about Darren Erstad? <laughs> Erstad won it in 95. Gordon, by the way, won it in, or he was a finalist in 95. Gordon won it in 2005. Yeah. Okay, so you have one left, and you have one strike left as well. Let's go Dan Johnson. How about Dan Johnson? Oh. That's also incorrect. All right, Greg, you have
1: one name that you need to get in order to take the steal well, here. Well, the name that I've, that's that been stuck in my head since Ben started answering questions is Ken Harvey. I know he had a heck of a season, before we got drafted. So I'm going to go Ken Harvey. Is it Ken Harvey for the steal? Hey. Ken Harvey was a
6: finalist in 99. So Alex Gordon, yeah. the only one to actually win it, but both Erstad and Harvey were finalists. So nice.
1: A
7: steal. That is a yeah. steal
6: for Greg to start things off. All right. Question number two, Brett.
7: I like it. Number two here. Uh, name the foremost most recent college baseball players selected number one overall in the MLB draft. Ben.
6: <laughs> ben in very ben. hesitantly. Uh,
7: Kyler Murray. Uh, show me Kyler Murray. Uh, up there. Greg? So
1: it's Adley Rutschman.
7: Adley Rutchman. He is up there. He was uh, in 2019. Do you want to pass or play?
1: Yeah, I'll play.
7: All right. Don't don't love this category. Can you repeat
1: play. the question? Yeah, say it
6: again, Brett. <laughs> All
7: right. Uh, name the four most recent college baseball players selected number one overall in the MLB
6: draft. So they had to be number one overall in the MLB draft and called a college baseball player. Number one overall. Yes. yes. Not in the first round. Yep. All right. Um. <laughs> so Rutschman was the most yeah, last recent. Last year. Yeah, yeah was from Oregon year. State. Steven Strasburg. That's probably Do too we
7: have back. Steven Strasburg? Oh. We are not strike one. Probably a little far back.
1: Yeah. Was he a number one, Josh? Do you think? I don't yeah. know. I think, I think he, he was. He, he might. I think yeah. he
4: was.
6: He's either one or two. Um... I will tell you there – I guess I shouldn't say this. Never mind. This sort <laughs>
2: of been a hint. <laughs> I like, where did, like did Strasburg go to college? San Diego State. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Let
1: <laughs> me run the – I. I, I I'm, I'm feeling like there's a guy from Florida, but I know it wasn't Brady Singer. He wasn't the number one overall. Yeah, this is a he tough was, He, he tough was a one, number one pick, but not the number one, one overall, but I think there was somebody else from Florida. Um. This is a tough one.
6: There's one of these that I would be surprised if you guys get, but the other two. I I got. I got. I got the the next most recent one. But if you get it, then I'm screwed. (laughs) All
2: right. Yeah. There
1: was. Uh, Give me. Give me Brady Singer.
7: Uh, Give him Brady Singer. Is he up there? He's not. Strike two. Aaron Nola. Show me Aaron Nola. Nope. The right, Harriers the ace steal. is not up there. <laughs> the Harriers ace. Casey Mize, University of Auburn. Casey Mize for the steal. For the steal.
2: Wow. Starting off with two steals. Now I know. I know. Dansby was a number one pick, but was he? Was he in the? He was. He would that. Okay. So that was far back. Yeah, two thousand fifteen. Here's what's funny. So
6: there's a gap. Two thousand sixteen and seventeen were both high schoolers. Swanson in fifteen and
2: then Mark Appel is the last one in 2013. Oh, there's no way I would have come up with that. Mark Stanford Appel. Stanford kid, yeah. yeah. He and he was drafted like four times in his career. Never signed, did he? Or he maybe he has wow. now,
6: but Yeah. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> All right. Question number three. We're going to go off the grid a little bit here with this question. Who are the top four NASCAR winners in the modern era, so since 1972? Ben. Ben in first. Jeff Gordon. How about Jeff Gordon? He is number one with 93 wins in the modern era. Okay. I'll play it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's names that you'll recognize. if I, Yeah, you I'm just going to throw out all the names that I know. <laughs> this will be good. We like to test Uh, your knowledge a little bit here every once in a while.
2: Dale Earnhardt Jr. How about
6: Dale Earnhardt Jr.? How about Dale Earnhardt? (laughs) Is Senior up there? He is. He's actually in the fourth position with 76. I think Jr. is a ways back. He's more like in the 20s or something like that. So... Okay. He's a little bit further
2: down the list. Well, that that kind of eliminates. I was gonna yeah. guess a driver that was uh, a little like still going. Um, how about Dale Jarrett? Dale Jarrett. Oh.
6: There's two strikes. Oh boy. Greg waiting in the wings. Greg.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I got it between two, and I'm not gonna say which one. Which well, one? I mean, that's um, smart. Yeah, don't yeah. don't say the two. Yeah. Go ahead.
5: <laughs>
2: <sighs> Give me Rusty Wallace. That's a good. That's a good pull,
6: Ben. But is Rusty Wallace on the board? Oh. No, he is not. So three strikes. Greg for the steal. Give me Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart, that is a good guess. Is he one of the top four NASCAR winners in the modern era? He is not. So here are the other two. Richard Petty. Nope. Daryl Waltrip and Jimmy Johnson. God, Richard Petty is at at the top of the overall, but a lot of his wins came before the modern era. I had
1: Jimmy Johnson written down as one of my possibilities. Dang it.
6: You should have gone with – Was he one that you thought of, Ben, as a modern
2: guy or no? No. I was going to say, like, Kyle Busch, but if Dale Earnhardt Jr. wasn't on there, there's no way Bush would have been on there.
1: Yeah, I had Kyle Busch on my short list, too. So to review, Gordon, 93,
6: Waltrip, 84, Jimmy Johnson, 83, and Dale Earnhardt Sr., 76. Two NASCAR guys that I got. All right. Yeah, all right, Ben. Yeah. You, you won. You won
7: the point, <laughs> fair and square. <laughs> well, all right. Two to one. Ben going to the fourth question here. Name the three teams famous who have Daves, won at America's least four FIFA barbecue. Men's World Ralfers Cups.
0: Award-winning, mouth-watering, ben. house-smoked barbecue. Ben. ben. Curbside delivery. Order three ways on globalfamousteams.com uh do we See have England up
5: there? famous show
0: Dave's, me Brazil? Show me Brazil. Yes, the Let's top
7: go. team with five.
4: Ronaldo, you me, right here.
7: All
6: right. Right now. now
1: two to get. Read me the hosts, question again. Top 3.
6: All right, top 3 who have won at least well, four we are FIFA for men's Week, world Cups. and gotcha. I just want to say before we get started if you guys bring same Energy to this uh, game is Chandra to that call. You guys are, this is going to be a battle oh, they now. It's right? yeah, a good thing we're in a different tier with bloodshed building. We're all
7: wearing red shirts today. today. There's a oh. most recent. Move. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Four for four. How Argentina. Bad. Greg, I think we're wearing the same. Uh, I think the RG three of you are. are. Yeah.
7: Brett, are you guys wearing the same? Are you all three, oh, three oh, oh, wearing oh. the same? That's right? not yeah, Messi has uh, failed Brett looks to win one. Like his long-sleeve so so thing on. That hmm. No, are. No, Isn't uh, Mar- Maradona? Yeah, Maradona, hand of God, well, whatever
6: they call it. Brett, do you know off the top of your head if have one or two wins? Greg, you have a 6-4 lead overall through 10 matchups, including a okay. win last week, 4-2. So... You have the momentum. Germany. You've won three of the last four. Uh, so show me Germany. You were playing well. Right? Yes. I ruined the right there. They have the 2-2-2 two two. Two yeah. yeah. You alive. did. That was really so disappointing. one, and I have one week. buzzer left. about that.
1: Brett was exactly. pulling for you.
6: <laughs> He's always pulling for, for Ben, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, Definitely always. in my corner. <laughs> All right, let's jump yep, into perhaps. question number one. Who are the three Nebraska baseball players who have been thrown out there for to the Golden ben. Spikes? I know Argentina. I, I
7: thought ben was that was that was a solid one. Alex Wrong. Gordon. Yeah. This About next Alex one, I don't. Gordon. I'm
6: not sure if I would
7: get it. Um, give me How Sweden. One of the three. Are you? Uh, a show me Sweden up there. Play it. Okay. They are not the land of Zlatan. Uh, let's All right, go. So ben, one, one.
6: <laughs> it, it's uh, two. Uh, one. Oh. Oh wait. What did you say? Have, has I, Sweden? I, I,
7: Shane I would have Sean to look. Kemp, let me look that uh, up. Sean I don't, yeah, I don't know. see Sweden. Right, yeah, He's not
2: a researcher there. <laughs> Let's go. I have it between two, and I was hoping you would guess one of them, and it was going to be wrong. Matt Hopper. I've got Spain and, Hopper. Spain and Italy. <laughs> Spain and Italy.
6: Those are two good guesses. That's it's tough.
2: I don't know how far back the award goes, <laughs> and I know I will they. Tell you it goes I know back Spain's won one oh. recently. Okay. okay, so they are just one, one. You know, They have one one, and they need three, four. They, they need four. Yeah. yeah. So, so Brazil has one five.
6: Gordon Germany, by the way one has won four, a and the other team, were Gordon, won it trying to guess, has
2: also won yeah. four. But I also know like Japan. Okay, so is, you have one left, and you have one strike left as well. Or maybe that's women's soccer. Japan and China have always been really good. Let's go, Dan Johnson. How about so Dean Sweden, Johnson. actually, they were the runners-up
7: in 1958, oh, yeah, so that's the All right. Greg,
2: you have hmm. Never won. Greg, you one Your name that you need good. to get yeah, in order are. to All right, take the just steal because out. I want their last the name summer, that I've been stuck in my head since Ben been sort of named impression is Ken Harvey. <laughs> Italy for <the> I know <laughs> he had a
1: heck of a season <laughs> before we got Just drastic, a ton, so ton of steals going around It Ken Harvey for the steal.
7: That was, that was a really good guess because I'm Harvey, pretty sure I wouldn't Ken Harvey was the finalists
6: that. in 99. No, so Alex Gordon is well, the only one to actually I remember win Spain it, won both out in Harvey like 2012, so. 2012 nice, I think. 2012, yeah, 2012 or something sure. like that. Yeah. It was right before all their guys start got Start things old. off. Yeah, now, All right. and it was question like, because they were the best like team in the world number by far two Here, that uh, uh, Name but the four
7: most like, recent college kind of baseball in players selected number one overall in the MLB draft. So it's so yeah, dedicated to soccer, historically
6: that's why it's really good, yeah. Ben. All right. They so won ben in uh, uh, one was very 06, hesitantly. It was
7: Italy's last one against uh, France. Kyler Murray. Show me Kyler Murray. All right, Ben,
6: you've won three categories in a row. So now you have a chance to take the game here in question number five. Which asks, he is which four teams uh, have won the most Big Ten football championships? Greg, do you want to pass or play? Yeah. This play. is dating back to 1896. Right. So Ohio State. Can you bro. repeat
7: about the question? Ohio yeah. State. <laughs> I uh, named the four most recent college baseball players selected number one I'll overall play. in the MLB draft. So
6: they, they had Michigan to be number one overall in the, the MLB amazing draft league. and called. The right? They're at the Number top one of the, the list five. with 42, yes. not so the first four ahead sure. yeah. of Ohio State.
1: And how many do I need to name? Four total. All four right. Um,
6: Give me Minnesota. How about the Golden Gophers? So Rutchman was the oh, most flashy. Yeah. Running yeah. right yeah. through this category, Greg.
1: Steven Strasburg. Now it yeah, yeah, gets harder. Yeah, it a little bit more S- difficult.
6: Steven Strasberg.
7: Although Minnesota is. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they, they do not strike one. Yeah, probably 30s and 40s. Yeah. Yep, even oh, in the
6: okay. 50s Was he a number one, Josh? Some, I don't yeah. know. He definitely I think was. He must have of that He's yeah. either one or
1: two. That um, era. I think there's a drop-off after those three. Um, um, I will tell you there. I guess I shouldn't say Let's go say Michigan this, State. Right. This Actually, is what sort of going <laughs> They didn't join the league. <laughs> I like, where did Josh like go to college?
6: San Diego State. Incorrect. They are not in the top four
1: may run the... I I I'm I'm feeling like Just give me a chance. All there. I want is a but chance. But I know it wasn't Brady Singer he wasn't the number 1 overall. Yeah, this is a um, tough he wasn't a couple, couple of number one here, pick Greg. but not Let's number go one, Iowa. 1 overall but I think How about there was Iowa? Else
0: Florida.
6: <laughs> no, the Hawkeyes are not. Um, this is a tough one. There there's one of these that I would be surprised if you guys get but the other two I got I got I got the, the, the next most recent is one. Is it
2: the But if you get it then I'm screwed. Fighting Illini for the win here. Yeah, there was a game Give me uh, Brady Senior. Uh given Brady Seniors Yeah, or? it was. Uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. So,
7: to recap, Strike Michigan two. with
6: forty two conference uh championships, Ohio State with thirty eight, Minnesota eighteen, and Illinois fifteen. Aaron Nola. And then does it drop off? It drops off me a little Aaron bit. Nola. But you know, you got Wisconsin in there. Nope. The, all right. ace steal. is not up there. All right. Stay in a Yeah. Casey Making Mize, game here. University
7: Moving on question Casey number six, six for Casey Mize here, who steel. are the, the top career saves wow.
1: leaders Starting in with Major with League teams. Baseball. Greg. Greg Cousins. Now, I know...
2: Dansby was a Give number one Lee pick Smith. but was he was he in Show a, me Lee Smith. He was that was a okay. far back he is number 13. You, you want to pass or 20, play. So there's a gap. 2016 and right. 17 were both how, how many are, are there? there? Swanson. and There 15, are four total so you need three Mark more. Mark is the okay. last one in 2015. Oh, no no Mariano Rivera, Stanford, Jimmy and Mariano He was drafted like four times in his career, never signed. Did you ever his 150?
1: How
6: about that? All right. Proud member of the uh, number number We're going to go off the yes. grid a little bit here with this question. Proud member of the, the sinking Who are the top four <laughs> NASCAR <laughs> winners Fading in the modern era? So since Trevor 1972. Hoffman. Ben. Uh, is Trevor ben Hoffman first. up there? Jeff Gordon.
7: How about Jeff Gordon? He is. Roll through. He is. Through, he is one number, number one with three 93 score.
6: wins in the modern era. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll play <laughs> it. Like, I mean, it's it's names Bruce that you'll shooter. recognize. if Yeah, I'm just going to throw all the names that I know. It's good we like oh, to test right. your knowledge uh, a little bit here every once in a while.
2: Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dennis Eckersley How about Dale Ooh, Earnhardt good, yes. me, yes. Jr. Dennis Eckersley. Oh. Two strikes How about Dale Earnhardt. One
6: left. His <laughs> senior, <laughs> I've up got. There. Pop, he is. Rivera, He's actually Lee's in the Lee fourth Smith. position with seventy-six. Yeah, one, two, I think and three. Junior is a ways back. He's more four. like in the twenties or something like that. So. Okay. He's a little bit further down the list. Well,
2: that that kind of eliminates. Wow. I was gonna guess a ben, driver that you have a good guess was... as you wait on deck. I, I've got uh, two, so I hope little, he guesses like, one and it's wrong. Um, <laughs> do you want to do you want to say him right now?
7: How about
0: <laughs> Dale Jarrett. <laughs> Dale Jarrett. Help, help me out.
6: <laughs> <laughs> There's two strikes. Oh boy. Greg waiting in the wings. Greg. Ah. Is it,
7: is I this really new? thought
1: I really thought Bruce Sutter was going to be one of them. <laughs> um,
7: these are some tough I got it between two, and I'm not going to yeah. say which we stepped one. stepped it up a notch. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's oh, smart. Yeah. Do don't, yeah, don't say the two. <laughs> yeah. Greg's Go ahead.
5: <laughs>
6: Where was Smith <laughs> on <laughs> that <laughs> list? Give me Rusty Wallace. He was number three, a three good, with 478. That's a good pull, Ben, but is Rusty Wallace on the board for a long time? I oh, know yeah. he's yeah, not. It's like three strikes. Gray for the steal. 90s.
1: boy.
6: Give me Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart, that is a good guess. Is he one of the Boy, top not, four NASCAR lost. winners so in the Ben's modern get era? To this one? Oh, oh, no, so I Rob, just thought of a third name. I'll say he's so not. Rob so here Gibble. are the other two. Rob Petty. Richard Petty. No, nope, Darrell Waltrip and Jimmy Johnson. I so Richard Petty I Jim- is you at, feel- at the top of the overall but a lot of I just, just added for I just the added I had Jimmy Johnson percent. written down as one of my possible oh, list Tell me who? the three, and then throw was, one, out. All right. the one that you Billy had Wagner had a modern
2: team. guy or no No I was going to say K-Rod, like Kyle uh, Bush but if you are junior was wasn't on there there's no way So you're going more I don't know that Donnie did
6: So to review Gordon I know he was dominant for the stretch that he did so I think I'm going to I'm going to take him out okay so it's
2: between Billy Wagner and two NASCAR guys that I got yeah, yeah you Ben, guess? yeah. You, you, won, you won the <laughs> Just point. Just because they did it
7: for it. <laughs> Right. <go. laughs> Love it. All right. Two to one. going one to the Fourth question here. Name the three teams who have won at least four FIFA Men's World Cups. Ben. <laughs> I, don't ben? No, I don't know. Which one I don't know. All the
2: marbles. <laughs>
7: They're probably both <laughs> wrong. England. <laughs> you don't know that. Uh, do we have England up there? <laughs> Francisco know.
2: Rodriguez is the
7: one I'm I wrote Brazil. down first, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Show him me even me though, though I think it's Wagner. All right, give me yes. a pair the top team, to the five. third steal, and the win.
1: I'll play. Yes! All right, uh, good play. Two to get. I
7: that thought four, Wagner. of the question again. Where was Wagner? Was he right. the next? Top three who have won at have least four up, FIFA that, Men's that World that Cups. That was impressive. And where was Gagne? Yeah, was yeah, well, Gagne um, down?
2: How about France? I'll,
7: I'll
6: do some quick. Uh, do some we have France? Uh, that was that was a pretty
7: oh, nice uh, strike victory they there. there. They are cool. in the next Yeah, That was a real nice one. That We impressive. Greg, do all the heavy lifting, and then you just came in and stole Argentina. points. It was perfect. Show me Argentina. Lee
1: Smith may not have got if I don't think I would have gotten they did not. Add, I was yeah, just going to
7: say, like failed you to win one.
6: Had so. a little bit of an advantage hmm. there because he was uh, here for Mar- a long Maradona, time,
7: whereas I Argentina. Yeah, yeah of that hand name of God. By the time, whatever they call it. So did Ibra? Right, do you know off he if they have one or two really, really necessarily? S- I mean, he probably. Uh, uh, the they probably do, do have one or two. I would assume. Yeah. That was a know they one Maradona
1: But he started for part of his career. He wasn't a closer the whole time. Show me Germany.
6: Shooter,
7: I really
1: thought yes. right. up there. So there. here's the list. Four? Number
6: five is actually Stand John live. Franco.
1: So I need one, oh.
6: and I have Mets one sky. buzzer left. And then Billy, a... Billy Wagner exactly. was six, okay. and then Dennis Eckersley. Okay. So you Do guys threw out some some good names there. Where was Gagne? I'm is he is he, he way down? down the list? Let me yeah. see. Uh, he should have gone with that because went the out there too. 59. Really so he's so long. 59. Long long glad I didn't guess that was, him. Yeah, that was. That was, that was
2: if a I had, if I had number four or number six and guess 59, I don't know sure that I could. have <laughs> uh, slept with Give myself me Sweden tonight. Uh, show yeah. me Sweden. <laughs> 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 All right, we, hey, next week Ben's gonna
1: be going. Oh, there, up. The uh, land of the live. We're expecting the child. So they one Some guess its player two. the feud What do you say? I'm gonna say. It's gonna be fun. I would
6: have to look. Let me look that up. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. to one. Right. Yeah. our researcher there.
2: (laughs) I have it between two and I was hoping you would guess one of them and it was gonna be wrong. I've got (laughs) Spain and Italy. Spain and Italy. Those are two good guesses, I think. And I know they've, I know Spain's won one recently. They have. So they at least have won one, you know that. They at least have won one, and they need three?
6: Four. They, they need four. Yeah. Four. So Brazil has won five. Germany has won four, and this other team that you were trying to guess has also won four.
2: But I also know like Japan is, or maybe that's women's soccer. Japan and China have always been really good.
7: So Sweden uh, actually, they were the runners up in 1958. Hmm. So that's the closest. Never they won got. one.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Never won. That.
2: Their women are pretty good. Yeah, they are. That's true. Alright. Just because I went there last summer, give me Italia. How about
6: Do- Italia? Sorry, yeah. Brett cutting you off. <laughs> Italy for the win. And the steal.
7: Just a ton of steals going around today. Yeah, so many steals. Wow. That was that was a really good guess because I'm pretty sure I would not have gotten that. That was a good
2: guess. Well I because I, I remember Spain won was it like twenty Twelve, I think, yeah, twenty twelve or something like yeah. that, and like it was right mm-hmm. before all their guys got old. Yeah, now, yeah. And, the, and it was yeah, like because they were the though. best team in the world by far at right. that time. But yeah. I, and I remember like that being kind of unprecedented. And mm. Italy's just been around as a country for so long and so yeah, dedicated to soccer. Historically that's Historically
7: good. Them. Yeah. All right. They so. won in their one was oh six.
6: I think was Italy's last one against France. There you go. All right, Ben, you've won three categories in a row, and so now you have a chance to take the game here in question number five, which asks, which four teams have won the most Big Ten football championships? Greg. Okay. This is dating back to 1896. So Ohio State. How about Ohio State?
1: They have 38. They are on the list. I'll play. All right. Give me Michigan. How
6: about the Maize and Blue? They are at the top of the list with 42, so four ahead of Ohio State. And how many do I need to name? Four total. Four. Give me Minnesota. How about the Golden Gophers? Running right through this category, Greg. Now it gets harder. Yeah, it gets Uh, a little bit more difficult.
7: Although Minnesota is a good one.
6: Yeah, no, no, yeah, they, it's they wanted. They were. They wanted, yeah, thirties and forties. And, yep, even in oh, the fifties okay. and sixties,
7: they had some it good years. Definitely was was not a, a breath of the that era.
1: Um, I think there's a drop off after those three. Um, let's go Michigan State. This is probably wrong. Because they didn't join the league until the fifties. But give me Michigan State. Incorrect. Oh. They are not in the top
2: four. Just give me a chance. It's all I want is a chance.
6: <laughs> um, Still have a couple guesses here, Greg. Let's go Iowa. How about Iowa? Oh. No, Hawkeyes are not up there. The Fighting Illini. Is it the Illinois Fighting Illini for the win here? Dang it. Is that what your guess was going to be, Ben? It was, oh. yeah. Oh. So, to recap, Michigan with 42 conference uh, championships, Ohio State with 38, Minnesota 18, and Illinois 15. Then does it drop off? It drops off a little bit, I think. Yeah. But, you know, you've got Wisconsin in there. Yep. All
7: right. All right. So alive, alive. Yeah, making it a game here. Moving on question number six here, who are the top career saves leaders in Major League Baseball? Greg. Greg, buzz in. Give me uh, Lee Smith. Show me Lee Smith. He's up there. He is number three. Do you want to pass or play? I'm gonna play. Alright. Compl- How, How many are names? there? There are four total, so you need three more. All right. okay. Mariano Rivera. Show me Mariano Rivera Sandman.
6: Number one at 652. Proud member of the uh, Albuquerque People Eaters. Yes. Proud member of the sinking Albuquerque. (laughs) (laughs) Fading fast. Trevor
7: Hoffman. Uh, Is Trevor Hoffman up there? He is rolling through this. One more. Three strikes still. Bruce Suter. Uh, do we have Bruce Suter? He is not that's your first strike. Dennis Eckersley. Ooh, good Show guess. Show me Dennis Eckersley.
1: Two strikes. One left. So I've got Hoffman, Rivera, and Lee Smith. Lee Smith.
6: hmm
7: You got one, two, and three.
1: I'm looking for four.
2: Ben, do you have a good guess as you wait on deck? I've got two, so I hope he guesses one and it's wrong. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to say them right now?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> help him! Help me out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this
1: is, this is I really deal. thought I really thought Bruce Sutter was going to be one of them. Yeah.
4: Um,
7: these are some tough categories this week.
6: Yeah, we stepped it up a notch. Yep. Yeah, you did. <laughs>
7: Greg's not happy about
6: it. Where was Smith on the list? Third, he was third, number third.
7: three with 478 total. He
6: was atop the list for a long time. Yeah. Or, I mean, a good while yeah. anyway. Yep, he led it.
1: Oh, Early boy. 90s. Um, boy, I, I'm, a, I'm at a loss here. Ben's going to get this one. I'll oh, no, say I Rob, just thought of a third name. I'll say Rob Dibble. Rob Dibble for the win.
7: It's not. Then you over steal. You. For, you can Shoot, steal. I, I, just, the, added, I just added. I just
6: added thirty-three percent to <laughs> well, my list. Tell me who. Tell us a three, and then
2: throw one out. All right, are Billy Wagner,
7: third steal.
2: K Rod and Eric Gagne. Those are my three. So you're going more. I don't know that Gagne did it enough. I know he was dominant for the stretch that he did it. So he I was. think I'm gonna. I'm going to take him out. Okay, so you're down so to... So it's between Billy Wagner two. and Francisco K. Rodriguez. Just because they did it forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going with?
7: <laughs> this I, <suspense>. don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All the marbles. Are <laughs> They're wrong.
2: probably both wrong. You don't know that. Francisco Rodriguez is the one I wrote down first, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say him even though I think it's Wagner. Alright, give me K-rod for the third
7: steal and the win. Yes! Wow. wow. I At thought four, it was Wagner. Where 4- was Wagner? Was he
2: the next?
6: I would have to pull it up, but that that was impressive.
7: And, and where was Gagne? Was yeah, Gagne
2: we'll, ways down?
6: Here, I'll I'll do
7: some quick some quick uh That was over. that was a pretty nice uh victory there. Yes. You pulled, yeah. you pulled that out was, uh, some
6: real nice ones. That was impressive. Well, I blew did, Ken Harvey. You had RV Greg do
7: all the heavy lifting, and then you just came in and stole all the points. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah.
1: Lee Smith, you may not have got. If I, I don't think I would have got, 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 got Lee good. Smith. Yeah, no. That's a I
6: true. was just going to say, Greg, you had a little bit of an advantage there because he was the leader for a long time, whereas I wouldn't even thought of that name because by the time I was a fan, he wasn't really necessarily... I mean, he probably still was at the top of the list when I became a fan, but... That was
2: a Eckersley was a great pick too,
1: but he started for part of his career. He wasn't a closer the whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay, Suter I really thought was all in right.
6: There. So here's the list. Number five is actually John Franco, oh Mets guy, wow. and then Billy, with... Billy Wagner was six, okay. and then Dennis Eckersley. Okay. okay, so you guys threw out some some good names there. Where was Gagne? Was he is he, he a ways, a ways down? down the list? Let me yeah. see. Uh, he's he should have f- gone with that. 59. 59, <laughs> so he's a long 59, lead. well, yeah. I'm glad I didn't guess him. Yeah, that was, that was smart. If, right. I had, if
2: I had number four or number six and guessed 59, I don't know that I could have <laughs> slept with myself yeah. tonight. Yep. <laughs> All right. We, hey, next week Ben's going to be gone. Ben's going to be
1: out. Uh, he and his wife are expecting a child, so we've got some guest players For the feud next week that's all i'm gonna say we got them locked in it's gonna be fun let's tell you that it's gonna be fun for the feud next week brought to you by famous days greg sharp with you here this evening and delighted to be joined now by tyler merriam who is the play-by-play voice for the south dakota state jack rabbits tyler how are you doing tonight everything good in your world well greg we are alive and well here in brookings (laughs) how are things in lincoln Doing well. Give me, give me the update with the Jackrabbits. Have they made their way back on campus? Are they going to be working out soon? What's the plan up there?
8: Well, we're kind of taking things on a day-by-day, week-by-week basis. So not everybody's back yet, but slowly but surely trying to work people in. And and that really starts uh, even from an athletic department standpoint. Uh, uh, Myself, I am not uh, included in the first phase of the return to campus, so we're just kind of taking things day-by-day. Certain people are up there, but at this point, uh, uh, not everybody's back and and probably won't be for uh, at least a couple of weeks.
1: Well, I saw one of those early preseason polls that came out last week. It had SDSU as number two in the country. I bet expectations have to be through the roof. People have to be really ready for this upcoming season.
8: Oh, no question. And, uh, you know, you look at the the body of work here the past few years, four straight seasons that – South Dakota State's been a top 8 seed in the FCS playoffs and two of those four-year semifinal trips uh, in the postseason and and eight straight years in the playoffs. So there's uh, really a a solid level of success that's been a yearly situation here at South Dakota State and and one of the things the Jacks just haven't done is is they haven't accumulated those FBS wins as well as maybe some other schools have. Uh there is the one against Kansas, but they played some Some very solid uh, FBS games last year had Minnesota on the ropes there in the opener. And and obviously, you know how good of a season Minnesota had. So there is a lot of excitement and even more so, I think, this year because everybody just wants to have a football season. We all want to have some sort of normality, but there is uh, certainly some optimism about what could happen in the fall.
1: Title the success of the program is being noticed. I mean, last year you guys hosted an ESPN game day. The, the place had, mm-hmm. to, had to be off the charts that weekend with those folks in town.
8: No, it was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it was, it was funny. As a matter of fact, uh, a member of the, the Husker athletic department, I joked with her that, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll never have game day. You know, that's something you guys get and we don't. And in the span of a lot of months, both Nebraska and South Dakota State had it, as memory serves. But uh, it was, it was unbelievable. And uh, for an FCS school, you know, there's a handful that have had it, but obviously it's very prestigious to have that come to town and, and to witness firsthand some of the things that they do. Uh, it is amazing. Uh, it, it is a a huge, uh, huge show. ESPN does it very well, and it really united uh, campus and the fan base, and, and just another example of, of how far this program has come from its division two days, uh, which weren't that far uh, gone by.
1: That's right. I mean, I think people would be amazed at how quickly you guys have made the ascent at the FCS level since joining that level. Again, we're visiting with Tyler Merriam, who is the play-by-play voice for South Dakota State. Number two in a couple of preseason polls that are out right now. Tyler, give me me a a small capsule, a Reader's Digest version of some of the big names on the team as you anticipate the fall.
8: Well, I think the big reason why the Jacks are where they are in the preseason poll is because virtually everybody on offense that touched the football is back. Uh, Kay Johnson is an All-American wide receiver, and he's not the biggest guy, but he's very athletic. Uh, he's one of the best kick returners in the FCS. They don't use him all the time in that regard. They kind of pick and choose when they do, but uh, he's very athletic and and uh, has great hands, and he can change a game in that regard. Uh, the Jacks have multiple tight ends so they relied on last year, and they used the tight ends a lot, do a lot of crossing routes. They have uh, uh, all those guys back. At the running back position, Pierre Strong Jr. had a phenomenal year last year before he got hurt, and they had two other guys that uh, uh, really carried the ball well. One of those uh, has an NFL invite in Mikey Daniel, but so there's depth at the running back position, and then two different quarterbacks beat FCS playoff teams last year. Jabore Gibbs was the starter at the beginning of the year, uh, got hurt, came back, and then suffered another injury, and Keaton Heidi stepped in from Wyzetta, Minnesota, and uh, Heidi helped the Jacks get a top-eight seed with the late surge in November and beat a playoff team. And and so they're two different quarterbacks. Uh, Heidi is much more of a traditional drop-back passer. Gibbs is an excellent passer in his own right, but uh, is a little more physical uh, and a little broad-shouldered, almost a a Dante Culpepper-like build. He's not quite that tall, but, I mean, he's just thicker in that regard. Uh, where Heidi's not quite to that level, but Heidi also was a true freshman last year when he played. So you've got a kid in Heidi who will be a a second-year sophomore, and then Gibbs who will be a a third-year sophomore who are competing for the starting job. So you have a lot of optimism about the offensive side of the football. On the defensive side, the big loss is a four-year starter, and All-American linebacker, Christian Rosenblum but they have two other linebackers that started back. One of those is a, is a multi-time a captain in, in Logan Backus and a lot of experience uh, up front, which was one of their strengths a year ago. Uh, so they really feel like uh, on, on the defensive side of the ball they can compete, and, and they return one of the top offenses in the FCS.
1: Toddy, you mentioned Cade Johnson. How, how important is the state of Nebraska been to the Jackrabbits program? I know it's got to be an area that they come down quite frequently to recruit.
8: Oh, it's been unbelievably uh, important. and Because uh, all you have to do is look. South Dakota certainly has Division One FCS players, but it doesn't have the number of players you need to fill out your roster. You've got to go other places. And the Jacks have had a lot of success in the Twin Cities, and they've had a lot of success uh, in Nebraska. And, and those are two areas that they have to be able to, to win recruiting battles, uh, you know, against not only some lower level FBS schools, maybe those, the, the max, you know, you see a lot of times our South Dakota state will match up with a couple of max schools. And obviously in the FCS, cause you've got some very good schools in this region, certainly North Dakota state, but a school like Northern Iowa. And there are others in the region that are, are making strides as well. And, and so you've got to be able to win those battles and, and Nebraska is incredibly valuable. And, and you can just look, and even you've got some kids that are right across, the border into iowa too i mean that's why i say it's a a lot of kids on this jackrabbit roster are three four hours from home
1: all right the game is on september 19th i know the fans flocked down here the last time these two teams played i'm sure they're anxious to come down hopefully we can get them all into the stadium and they're letting people into the stadium for that what's the first couple of weeks of the season like for south dakota state
8: It's a little unique uh, for South Dakota State from the standpoint that the the Jacks don't play as they traditionally have three non-conference games then go into the conference season. They actually have a uh, a non-conference game in November this year, so they'll only play... Two non-conference games before they start league play uh, in early October, but uh, yeah, Nebraska is obviously where is where it gets started. And there's one home non-conference game, and then uh, and then you jump into a conference play. So it's going to be a a quick start of things. But everybody's just uh, like you said, really excited for the opportunity to to head back down to Lincoln. There's a lot of Jackrabbit fans obviously in the area, and and what a game day atmosphere that is from the tailgating to the the fan base. I mean, it is uh, it's something special, and uh, we're always excited when we can get Nebraska on the schedule. I know it's a, a long-term series that uh, uh, is coming up in the future as well. It won't be the only trip to Lincoln here in the next 10, 15 years. So uh, hopefully we can get everybody in the stadium like you said and, and uh, get this season started right.
1: Hey, Todd,er we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Stay safe, be healthy, and let's hope we, uh, we get this game kicked off on the 19th as it's scheduled.
8: No, absolutely. it be a lot of fun, and obviously stay safe. And, and uh, I, I'm, I've am i said this before, but I really mean it. I'm really looking forward to seeing you on
1: September 19th, Greg. Sounds good. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. Take care, bud. A couple of minutes left this hour of Sports Island here on the Husker Sports Network. Again, we have a Runs a Twitter poll up tonight about which professional sport do you want to come back the most right now. It's tightened up a little bit. NFL still is in the lead at 47%, but MLB is at 33 the NBA fourteen, the NHL six. You still have plenty of time uh, to vote. It goes all night long. Uh one guy put down the MLS. I don't know what they're I don't haven't followed them. Are they planning on coming back? Yeah, I don't idea? have
2: any of any clue on the I couldn't even tell you what months the MLS run. Right. Yeah. I think it's March to
1: like November. It's really long. They start and their playoffs go into where you got snow coming down at the end of their thing. All right, coming up tomorrow I Matt Davison, color analyst for the Husker Sports Network will be with us. We're going to reminisce a little bit with Matt uh, because our Friday Greatest Games brought to you by the Nebraska Lottery is the 97 clash between Nebraska and Washington. Matt, of course, was a true freshman on that football team. We'll get his thoughts about playing uh, in that atmosphere at Husky Stadium. We he and I returned Oh, about a decade ago when Nebraska went back up to Seattle to play the Huskies, so he called a game from up there, and he's played in a game. That's kind of a unique combination, so Matt will be with us tomorrow night. We'll also have Teddy Greenstein, his normal Thursday slot, and seven on seven tomorrow night, along with our Flicks picks. It'll be a big show tomorrow. Yeah, loaded. If you don't have plans, now you do. Yeah, put that in there for all that. SNBL today, you and Josh had that. I'm going to be on the uh on the broadcast tomorrow, we start at eleven a.m. with three games. What what games do we have tomorrow? We got that figured out yet?
2: Well, you've got the uh, the Lions and the Outlaws. Tomorrow. Oh, baby! Right out and of the that, gate. that Cthulhu's Farmers and then or uh, what else we got, Jared? Josh, or, I'm missing. I'm, I'm wrong. Tomorrow I'm yeah. On, Harriers, yeah. Cthulhu's. You got yep. the red hot Cthulhu's from Hong Kong, and then look, you got a double header tomorrow. Looks like Greg, you got the Lions. I do? Yeah, you, you and me both play the Lions, so it's a good day to be hosting. Lions got beat by
1: the Indians today. It was not a good day for them. So, all right, so we'll have that. No, wasn't.
2: Come,
1: come have some some fun with us tomorrow. Uh, Eleven o'clock is when we start our stream tomorrow. I'll uh, have some fun with that. Our Sports Highly Hotline brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family, bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. Thanks to Tyler Merriam for spending some time with us here tonight. Hope we see him in September when the Oscars are slated to play the Jackrabbits on the old college football field. Another hour ahead.